Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of The Rootiful Ashley, where your host has no idea what the hell she's doing. Meanwhile, the co-host just sighs on disappointment throughout most of the show. Uh, with me today is, of course, my co-host. Co-host, say something. Hi, co-host. How are you? Eh. Dying. And what are you dying of today? Being a woman. No, it's, I'm, I'm not feeling the sparkle right now. Well, speaking of woman, we have another woman in the group. So, Ashley, by all means, do the honors. Uh, yeah. Oh, snap. Usually you do this part. Uh, and we have a returning guest host today, and that guest host is a mysterious being picked out of the universe. Ah. But that happens to be my twin in personality. My twin. Introduce yourself again. Hello, it's Sarah. Or Miss Bradley, as my listeners know me. And girl, I get you with that womanly stuff. That was me a couple weeks ago. I was ready to murder everybody. I just, it just started this morning and I am just not vibing and I want to eat everything. Okay. Like, really, like while we were like doing the little chit chat right before we start recording, I was snacking on like a bowl of fruit and it's still sitting to the side of me. So if you just hear like the sound of like, don't worry about it. <laughs> no judgment here. At least it's fruit and not what I normally go to, which is like chocolate and chips and everything under the sun. I, I so badly want to DoorDash like cake and pie and milkshake. I really just want a bunch of fat stuff right now. Yes. Oh, actually, you know something? Pie, banana cream pie from Perkins sounds really good right now. Oh my god, Perkins has such good pie. It's unreal. Such but good I'm mad at them, though, because the last time I ordered from them, they, they, they tried to jip me because I put in the order and something was out, which I understand. So when we go to, when, so when my husband and I went to go pick it up, and they were like, oh, well, we were actually out of that. Okay, that's fine. And then and we said, are you going to cancel the order so I get my money back? They're like, yeah. And then come the next morning, I, you know, happened to go on my DoorDash app and it's like, oh, uh, please take the survey on your, on your experience with Perkins. And I'm like, the fuck you mean my experience? I didn't have an experience because I didn't get any food. I had to yeah. like be on hold with DoorDash for about 30 minutes. I mean, technically the chat, but still uh, on no. hold. And I get on there and I'm like, hey, listen, we went to Perkins and they were out of food and they were supposed to refund me. They never did. Please give me back my money. And the guy kept asking, going around in circles with the same question. Like, we went from my house to go pick up item that we wanted. I don't know there. They don't give me money. They don't give me pie. I want money. Do it. And I'm being respectful. I was losing my patience. And then finally, you know, another 20 minutes of back and forth with this dude. He's like, okay, we've refunded you back your money. And we're also going to give you a credit for the drive time. Where, give, you know, Perkins is only, is just like two red lights away from my neighborhood. And, but they credited me like $10. I was like, you know what? No arguments for me. 
but I haven't ordered yeah. any bakery items from Perkins since. It makes me really sad. That makes me really sad because their bakery things are so good. Their um, cranberry orange muffins. Oh, oh my god, so good. You know what? You twisted my arm. I'm not. I'm totally not on the DoorDash app right now. You're not? No, I'm not. Not at all. Not at all. Get nope. some pie. <laughs> so. So as the we get, I, I, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So as we get the show on the, as we get the show on the way, any particular topics other than uh, you know door dashing uh, junk food uh, for tonight? Um, I feel like uh, it's just gonna be another random thing. But there's two things that just randomly popped in my mind, and I want to talk like like one's a question for you, Adriana, and then another question is an idea I have for a future podcast episode. Okay, I'm all for it. Let's let's hear it. So the first idea for a future podcast episode, it's hard. It's gonna hard to get Jeffrey on because he works nights on the weekends, um, so that'll be difficult. But and Adrian, I know that you only drink water and breathe air, and that's how you live. But Sarah, this will be for you and me mostly. We do a drunk podcast episode. Yes, please. So it starts off with us being sober, but every like so we have our own drink but every 10 minutes we have to do a shot okay yes okay cool awesome game all right i mean i'm um, down it's on a friday night or a saturday night oh yeah no no by all means it's not going to get done on a work night because i don't i don't i i really don't like to drink on us a, a work night if i do it's like maybe one two drinks and it's just to kind of mellow myself i don't even get a buzz it's just to kind of feel yeah. mellow so yeah no i'm like over it, it would have to be on a weekend yeah, needs to be Friday or Saturday night because this girl, uh-uh. I'm getting older. I'm uh, <laughs> trying to be more responsible, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I don't I don't really drink and get drunk that much. Even actually for my birthday, um, when when you're here for, when both of you are here for my birthday, it was uh, I didn't get drunk. I mean, I drank a lot, but after you guys left and then uh, everyone else was leaving, there was a, I had a neighbor come over and just the experience just sobered me up where actually at the end of my birthday night, I was cleaning up my kitchen and planning to just go to bed because the, the neighbor was in their back porch with my husband and some of our other friends. And uh, they were, he, the conversations he was just having, it was just not, it was, it was just not vibing conversations he was just talking about a lot of inappropriate stuff and not funny inappropriate just inappropriate things and yeah. it just was not okay and I didn't want to be rude and kick him out because he's my neighbor we have to see each other so I went inside yeah. and started cleaning so I didn't have to worry about the next day and right when I was done I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go to bed it's not my problem anymore everyone knows yeah. where the door is and where the guest room is and yeah. right when I was about to head to the bed, everyone comes inside. I was like, fuck. <laughs> no, even if it's your neighbor, if they're being inappropriate, like removing yourself from the situation is great. But I also believe in a healthy removing you from my home. Like if you're, if you are being disrespectful, I'm sorry, but you can go on somewhere. 
Yeah, but I was drinking, and you never know if something's going to get heated. So I just, That's very like, true. But one thing that I have learned in my years is that um, I will never be stifled again, and I will never, ever, ever be told um, that I cannot be comfortable in my own home. And so it, I'm the type that will speak up because quite frankly, I've been through enough in my life that no person, much less, no offense, Adrian, but no man will ever, ever be allowed to make me feel uncomfortable in my own home ever again. So. Oh wait, I'm not a man. I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna tell you to relax in bed in a pair of jeans. Oh God. I yeah. did say first, first, but then I said, especially no man. Uh, exactly. But that, that, that in particular makes me feel very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, this is my house now. Oh God, relax in bed in jeans. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that just popped in my head. I'm like, yes. Now, so drifting away from that now to Adrian. I don't know why this, it just happened to pop in my head. Because you have provided this world an offspring of you. Now, uh, with a parent, there's a lot of ups and downs. I want to know if off the top of your head, can you think of a moment or moments where your, your child from any age, did, you, did they do something and you're like, I'm gonna leave this child in the McDonald's ball pit the first chance I get. <laughs> does it count when he was a teenager, or does it have to be a younger age? It, it can be any age. Like, give me like a moment or a moments where you're just like, "Yep, abandoning them. I'm going out to get milk. And I'm never coming back." Well, I mean, I told my son one time, I'm going out for cigarettes and I'll be right back. And he says, "Dad, you don't smoke." I'm like, "Exactly. Bye." And he really didn't get that reference. Um, no, one time, I think he was six, um, I made some uh, sarcastic comment to my sister, and my son made, made a sarcastic comment right back, and it was amazing. It stunned me, and he had comedic timing and everything, and I'm like, nope, there's only one room for a smartass in his family, it's me, so I'm going to have to kill you and make another one of you. And, you know, he actually went along <laughs> with it, and... You know, he's like, Daddy, you can't make another one of me. I'm like, how do you know? You know, and yeah, that's that's one of those times. But I've been fortunate enough to where he hasn't had to um, be contemplated as being replaced. So I've been pretty fortunate with that. People, on the other hand, that's a whole other story. I just don't like people. Well, so, I mean, that that doesn't even seem like enough to be like, okay. Well, I mean, any child I feel like could be enough to be replaced just by looking at them. But that's me. That's a biased opinion. <laughs> now, but no, even like as a child, like as a toddler, like did he ever make like an extremely huge mess, like destroy something, break something? Of course, you know, when they're that little, they're not really responsible because they don't really know what they're doing. So it's not exactly his fault, but like, because I see videos of parents where their kids are like, they have an explosion of paint everywhere or baby powder or like things are just destroyed. So like, I mean, that's the kind of moment I was like thinking of. Like, has he ever done something like that? I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, yes, there is one thing. Um, let me see. What one thing he did? Now, actually, while I do that, um, you ladies talk amongst yourselves just for a few seconds. I need to think of something here. So bear with me. You guys commence <laughs> upon yourself. 
Topic, um, topic of Jewish people liking fruit. Anyhow, commence. <laughs> I feel that all parents probably have that moment, um, although very few of them, I feel, will ever admit it. Um, I feel like all parents have that though. I think actually when nowadays parents are more openly admitting to where it's like, my child is a de demon and I hate them. Um, because there's the community, because like with videos and social media, a lot of parents just kind of understand it, so they're more open. So yeah. My child is a monster, and um, the moment I can drop kick them out my front door, I will do it. Um, well, obviously I'm not a parent, but I have two dogs. And my older one, he's the angel. He's never done anything that has gotten him in serious trouble. The most he's ever done is, you know, do holes when he was younger. And that's it. Yeah. Now, with my... <laughs> German Shepherd that's 104 pounds because he's a fucking monster because his mother had steroids in her milk, I think. Um, <laughs> his puppy stage. Oh my god. And he's still technically a puppy. He's only a year and a half old. But oh my god. He, he, for the most part, the chewing stage is gone. It's been gone for a couple months now. Um, the first, I mean, he did the typical puppy things, but the first real thing was sometime last summer. I think it was like around June um, or July. I came home from work and there was pillow stuffing all over my living room uh. because he tore apart three couch pillows. Oh my and god! I was so mad that all I could do was just put him in his crate. Because <laughs> I'm like, if I don't put him in his crate, I'm going to just fling this dog across this planet and I just put him in this crate put, Just put him away and out of my sight and then I went and sat off my couch And I just sat there and I did nothing for until my husband came home and then we cleaned it But I was just in so much rage that I just sat there and then he's done other things like he's when we were packing to move our house He chewed through our cardboard boxes and I would have to repack shit all over again um, like kitchen stuff. So it's not the typical easiest thing to just move away from one box to another. Um, you know, just here at this house, he's chewed on the baseboards. Oh my and, god. Oh yeah, he's, he's done a lot of damage. Um, you know, it's uh, amazing he's still breathing, but yeah. And so when people are like, oh, well, don't ever have a kid, I'm like, yeah, I fucking won't. Especially after having a crackhead of a puppy. Jesus, because <laughs> with this, this is only lasting like maybe a year, year and a half of him being like this, and he's already coming out of that stage where he's, you know, just, he's still baby, but he's not the destructive toddler stage. That I can deal with, but with an actual human child, you have to deal with that shit for up to the first six years, probably, to eight maybe, depending on how much of a little shit of a child you have. So when people are like, oh, don't ever get a kid, I'm like, don't worry, I don't want it. I get a I get a plus sign on a pregnancy test, I'm swan diving into oncoming traffic. <laughs> okay, I actually thought of something. So, oh, okay, go ahead. No, oh, no, 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 please, you know, you, you first, by all means. Well, I was going to add to that in that, like, I'm a dog mom and I'm a cat mom, okay? So my dog is an older dog. And my cat is still a kitten, and he's coming out of the kitten phase. And he's starting to slow down a little bit, but he is still 
an absolute monster. Like I have so many cuts up and down my arms that are from Pharaoh. He's unreal. I love him to death and I love my dog to death, Armand. Uh, but I, I do remember when Armand was a little puppy and Armand still does some dumb ass shit that makes me want to punt him like a football. But the thing is, is that I feel like kids are different and I feel like a lot of it has to do with how you raise them. You know, like if you're a shit parent, then you're going to have a shit kid. If you're, you know, a good person and if you're, like, attentive and all that, hopefully you're going to have a good kid. I mean, sometimes it happens that no matter what you do, you have a piece of shit. But, like, I feel like, I mean, as someone who doesn't have children but who has always wanted them, uh, I, I feel like if you put the effort into it, you're going to have a good kid for the most part, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... I feel like a lot of it is nurture versus nature, you know, like, I I think that people are not necessarily born bad. I think that it has a lot to do with, you know, whatever they might have going on at home. And if you are a good person, chances are you're going to have a good kid. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Adrian. Yeah, no pressure, you know, the only parent in a group. Um, actually, yes, many, many moons ago in a former life, uh, my fiance at the time, she bought me a computer, a standard desktop computer, and I would sit my son on my lap, and the screensaver used to be a roller coaster. So I used to pantomime with him riding a roller coaster. Um, so I went out one evening, and I came back, my new computer about three days old, he took a magic marker and he drew all over the screen because he wanted to follow the roller coaster. So, I mean, granted, I'm not an angry person. I don't freak out, yell, scream, or anything of the sort. This is this is the cadence of my of my voice. It doesn't really go higher or lower, you know. So, I mean, almost wanted to play hand baby with him, but then again, I realized, you know, that I showed him how to do it and whatnot. So, it, it, it was what it was, you know. But then. To, to piggyback on what Sarah said, you know, if your kid sucks, it's because you suck. But I believe it happens only to a certain point. You know, when your child is old enough to comprehend the, the ways of life and they make their own choices, so they can suck and you kind of get a mulligan because you show them all the tools and everything they need. If they listen to you, cool. If not, you know, then it is what it is. Granted, it's not really the same for animals because, you know, of course, the teaching is different. So, you know, like that's that's just my view on it. Yeah. Well, you did a pretty good job from what I can see, at least. But I've made it now just thinking back on it from the times that like from when we worked together uh, or friendship and everything is that I've now decided I have a life mission. And that life mission is to see you pissed off. Like, I want to see you, like, raise your voice pissed off. Like, I can just only imagine, like, I still can't even imagine, like, you swearing. Like, I can just, basically, an angry Flanders is how I picture you. Yes. 
I yes. would love to see that. And I don't care if it's done by my hands. Like, you're going to, like, probably be screaming in my face. And I'm just going to be crying tears of joy. I'm like, this is beautiful. See, this is how twisted Can Ashley I is. Say, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry when I say this, but I think it would be sexy as fuck. It would be. What in it? Like, because when my husband, he's a quiet guy. But when he gets stern and ain't, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Disturbing on so many levels, but okay. Yes, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes it's what it's at me, and you know that's not the preferred method. Or he'll tell I me mean, about like a work day and his employees and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you boss those people around. You want to boss me, and he just <laughs> and then he just switches back. I'm like, no, wait. Congrats. Be bossy. Come here and boss me. We've actually had an agreement that the next time we argued that we were going to have angry sex, and we haven't Ooh. argued since then. That's probably why you haven't argued since then, because you're so excited about the angry sex. I mean, I would be too, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm. angry sex me up. Maybe I should go and just smack him randomly. Just smack him up by the head and be like, angry sex. Get I'm mad. Come here really quick. I just want to talk. Oh my god, is he home? <laughs> I don't know where he's at in the house. He's either probably on the back porch, he's either in the living room, or he's in he's in one of the rooms of the house. He's somewhere here. I just have no idea, I'm in my bedroom. Are you gonna go smack him so that y'all can have angry sex? Right. No, no, I can't have angry sex. I'm bleeding. Damn it. Oh shit. Damn it. Why do we get so horny at that time, too? Like, what is that? I didn't say a word. This is all your fault. Shocker. It is your fault. It really is. Okay. You need, you need, once you're done with uh, Aunt Flo being in town, um, you need to like experiment with the whole, can I smack him and have the uh, angry sex? Indeed, indeed. Now, I actually have an idea. Not gonna actually act, only oh, guy might, let's see. Uh, because you would love to see an angry, an, an angry, angry Adrian as well. So, yes. this can be podcast or whatever, but the next, but like, just imagine because Adrian doesn't like his personal life shared on the podcast. No, and I do apologize. <laughs> I could, I could do that. I could share so many life details and until he gets just pissed off and then rage and then I'm, I will succeed. <laughs> I don't think that'll do it. I, I I don't think that would do it. Adrian, what's your social security number? You know the best thing That's about the most random personal <laughs> thing you have. You see, the best thing about doing a podcast is if it goes beyond a certain thing, I can just hit end and just stop the recording. So I'm not worried about it. It's fine. It... Did you hit end and stop the recording? No, not yet. No, I'm good. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. You see, I, I can I'll... go to Twitter. I can go to Facebook. Oh, like I care about Facebook. Um, Facebook is not real, and everyone knows it. Just like the birds. I mean, no. The one thing yeah. about the one thing about my anger is, I used to be a very angry person. I used to be a very angry person in my twenties. And I don't believe you. Yeah, absolutely. At the drop of a hat, I used to be ready I to fight that. and argue and stuff like that. You know, but then once I had a near-death experience. Nothing else matters. So, I mean, will I get irritated? Absolutely. 
You know, but other than that, I don't yell, scream, or anything because nothing is worth my time or anger. If I have to yell at somebody or anything of the sort, I just get myself out of the situation. If not, I will. Do, they... oh, hmm? do you care to share what that near-death experience is? I did on one of my shows. You have to go back and listen to it. This is this isn't my show. It's your show. Yeah, but maybe she wants you to tell her again. Oh, good heavens. Fine. This will be a very brief one because this is your show, Ashley. The root of all Ashley. Ahem. So, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, your hero got really, really <laughs> sick. Your hero got really, really sick. So sick to the point where he went to the doctor and they thought it was ulcers. They diagnosed me of having H. pylori ulcers and they gave me medication for it. Little did they know, I was misdiagnosed and the medication uh, almost killed me. So at two o'clock in the morning, I'm in my room. All of a sudden, I cannot breathe and there is pain up and down my body. I'm getting numb and I'm falling down. And I have little flashbacks. You know how they say, you know, like, you know, like, don't go to the light. Yeah, it was one of those things. And it just made me realize that nothing in this world is getting, is, is worth getting that mad about or that upset over. Obviously, you know, now being a father, if somebody hurts my kid, I'll burn down the entire universe. But other than that, no, nothing's worth my time or effort, you know, to get that angry. And so I do have a question for you, Ms. Bradley, Sarah, about anger. Do you feel that it is a necessary evil, no pun intended, you know, when it comes to interacting with people? I, I have a different sort of approach to anger than your typical person. I used to be a very angry person. Um, I used to have a lot of aggression in me and I used to really and truly have, um, just kind of an unhealthy relationship with my anger. The thing is, is that anger is part of our life. It is a part of being human and a part of being human is feeling your emotions. You need to be able to feel and let go of what you feel. So if you are angry, feel it, express it, understand what it is and move forward. Are you going to absolutely lose your ever loving mind? Hopefully not. And I try not to. I would prefer not to yell and scream at things or people. Um, I'm not violent as I was in my youth. Um, I'm not typically an angry person. I don't have the energy for it. To me, it takes more energy to act on your anger than to just take a step back, realize what the situation truly is for what it is, and move forward. So that's what I prefer to do. But if I'm taken to that point that I just absolutely 100% I'm about to lose my ever loving crap on somebody, it's gotta be worth it. It's gotta be something important enough to me and my life and my well being. Now, people that I love and care about, I will throw down for them. Like I'm the mom group of every group. I baby everyone in my life because I care about them and because I just don't know how to not take care of all the people around me. And if someone hurts someone that I love, you're dead. You know, like it is, I will burn down all of existence to protect my loved ones. But 
I try very hard not to get angry in that way. Like I don't like who I am when I give in to the instinct to be that angry. I, I just don't enjoy myself. I don't like who I am. I don't like who I could be. I don't like what I say to people. It, it's not who I am. So nowadays when I get so angry, I try very hard just to be quiet and calm. And uh, I don't always succeed. I, I genuinely don't. Um, recently, I kind of sort of lost my shit on my roommate um, because she's not as clean as I am. And uh, it, it's, it's definitely something that has been a big deal. Um, and she has a, a four-year-old and that's great. It's wonderful. I absolutely love my roommate's daughter. I enjoy my roommate. However, cleanliness to me is a big deal. And uh, messiness is different from cleanliness. There's messiness that takes five minutes to clean up and just, you know, whatever. And then there's being unclean, which is when things are just disgusting. There's, there's just the propensity for bugs and thank God no bugs. But like just the, the idea of feeling gross in that person's presence, like that to me is what is just not acceptable. And so I absolutely lost my shit and I felt badly for it because I don't lose my shit on people. I don't lose my temper like that. It's not who I want to be. You know, it's not who I'm trying to be because 10 years ago, Sarah, mm -mm. I, I could not hold my temper whatsoever. I couldn't, I, I could not, I would not. But now, Sarah, I'm a completely different person. Like I have evolved to where I try very hard not to be that angry person anymore. So that's just my relationship with anger. Feel it, let it flow through you, let it go. So one of the other questions to piggyback on anger, as we get older, do you feel that it's more of a gift or more or less a detriment to who you are as a person because you allow someone, something to trigger, I hate that word, to trigger a certain part of your psyche, you know, to make you, you know, you know to make you into a different person. You know, like, you know, I mean, you know, like, you know, like, do you figure to have that healthy balance between anger and, and just losing it? Or, or do you prefer knowing what you know now, not to even indulge yourself in, in you know, in, 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 in getting angry over something or something or a situation you have no control over? Well, I feel that in my opinion, I feel that um, all emotions if experienced properly can be healthy. There's a reason we have them, okay? We, emotion is nothing more than a chemical reaction in your brain to what is going on around you. It's your reaction to stimuli, okay? So if you are feeling a particular emotion, it's because you're meant to. Your chemicals in your brain are telling you this is what's going on. You're releasing serotonin or you are, um, being flooded with adrenaline or things of that nature. So feeling the emotion, having the emotion, 
there's no way to turn off really and truly unless you know you have something that's not quite reacting properly in your brain but um it's how you act on said emotion that really defines you as you get older um sure you might feel anger rage frustration sorrow what have you what have you what have you but it's all in how you act on it as to whether or not you you know are are, are doing what you should for instance like i said i prefer to feel things and then move forward that's how I am trying to be. That's how I'm trying to train myself. But feeling those emotions, there's nothing wrong with feeling the emotion and letting it move through you. What is wrong is when you act on it incorrectly. Right. It, you know, it's more just impulsive for people. Unfortunately, most people can't control their anger, so they get really impulsive and have to lash out. And then they have uh, sympathy for it later. Because one of the main yeah. reasons why, you know, I choose not to be around a whole lot of people because most people are very impulsive, um, more in a bad way than a good way. So I'll turn it to Ashley and I'll ask her, what does she think about that? What does Ashley think about what? <laughs> ADD much. <laughs> uh, about, I mean, about the detriment of, of anger. You know, because when people are angry, they get very impulsive and they do things they'll probably regret later. With the status of your anger and how you deal with it, do you figure it's more of a hindrance or much more of a gift to you? So, kind of like what Sarah was saying, like 10 years ago, my anger was pretty bad. Um, There's a lot of, you know, issues and trauma and like my body, I didn't know how to, I still don't know how to deal with it. I just choose not to be angry anymore. I don't know how that clicks. I don't know what happened. But it did. And um, I still get angry. I still get mad, but I don't sit on it like I used to. It's, um, you know, something might upset me, something, you know, it's gonna piss me off, whatever. I, I allow myself to be mad about it and just vent for whatever time I need, if it's a few minutes or if it's an hour. It is what it is. And then I let it go. It all depends on what it, it's about. I feel like you, it's okay to feel angry, it's just what you do with it. Uh, I've never been the type to violently lash out at somebody when I'm angry. It's not something that I do, uh, because I guess in the back of my mind I'm always thinking of the consequences. Because I don't want to go to jail, I don't want to go to prison, and all it takes is to hit somebody or push them the wrong way, they fall and hit their head just the right way, boom, they're dead and you're locked up the rest of your life just because of something so small like that. So I'm very careful to not get physical or do any and react in a physical way when I'm mad. And at most I slam the door or something, but that's it. And so now it's just a lot of things that used to stress me out, I don't do anymore. I don't deal with like social, like Facebook. That was so toxic between a lot of religious views, a lot of political views, and all this other stuff. And a lot of it from relatives I never even really knew, talked to people I haven't personally seen and talked to one-on-one since school, like middle school, high school. And I was getting sucked up in it too. And I just kind of wondered, like, you know what, this is exhausting. It's so mentally and emotionally exhausting being so pissed off all the time about other people's opinions. And then there's people that I'm unfortunately related to 
and that stressed me the fuck out as well. And I've learned a lot of these people go, and I've kind of, I think I've been kind of backstabbed and used and all these other things so much in my life that now it's just, if you can provide no benefit for me, why do I need to keep you around? And that isn't a benefit like you have to give me something, but basically it's one thing if you're neutral and we're good friends because we can just talk and have fun and laugh, that, that's, that's a benefit for me because I can enjoy myself around you. But if at any point, if that ever backtracks, even by the slightest inch, I will cut you loose. I don't care. I don't care about the history we have. I don't care how many years we've known each other. If for the slightest bit you show any sign of toxicity, you're gone. Because I just don't have the time and patience to deal with it. Because to me, the most important person in my life is my husband. And then there's me. Other than that, everyone else just falls, falls short. Uh, I'm, I have my mom, I have my oldest brother, and I have his kids that I'm very close with. And that's kind of as far as it goes. Um, my dad, I lost him, and I think my dad was like big points on... Well, that was like a lot of static these sounds. And are you guys hearing that? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would, it would come and go, but it's not consistent. Oh, okay. So, like, my dad was, like, the only person that I would make life decisions about. Like, I wouldn't want to move. I wouldn't want to do anything that would take me away from my dad longer than necessary. Like, oh, if it's more than an hour drive, I wouldn't want to leave my dad. And, and all these other decisions. He's gone, and now it's just, like, my husband could literally tell me, hey, next month we're going to move to my country, or we're going to go to Australia, or we're going to go to China. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So... Again, I get angry sometimes, and I might cuss, and I might raise my voice, but that's like more at the situation more than an individual, because I don't really react that way to people themselves. Uh, but I let myself feel angry, but it just, again, it depends on the situation of how long I allow myself to hold on to it, but never longer than a couple of hours max. Um, I think... The closest I got mad to being at someone, like a friend, was New Year's Eve. Uh, had friends here, and, you know, they have a new puppy, they had a new puppy, and the way that they choose to raise their dog is, you know, they're not going to smack it, you know, when it does something bad, and that's fun, you know, for me. I'm the, I'm the one that I can, I'll boop my dog's nose. Uh, I don't punch them or anything. I like, you know, do a little quick little pop or I smack their butts. And that's fine. I'm not beating my dog. I'm not causing blood. I'm not going to make sure they're limping. I don't do shit like that. But, and then there's people that don't want to do that with their dogs. Okay. I respect that too. And this friend was like, oh, well, you know, I, we're not going to beat our dog. And this friend looked at me directly in my eye and we're sitting on my back porch. And I was kind of like leaning back in my chair, just having a good time. And when she said that to me, I just remember sitting up straight and adjusting myself. And I'm like, you want to say that to me again? And then she backtracked real quick. But I don't, I don't like that shit. Like, hey, I can respect however you want to choose to raise your child, your dog, whatever. But don't come at me and say, and make it seem like I beat like my, my dogs. I don't do that shit. I hate that shit. Uh, I would never abuse my animals. I take care, very well care of my dogs. Uh, 
like my oldest dog, I'm 17 and a half, he's a Labrador. He went to the vet a few weeks ago because I, was, I thought I might have to put him down. The vet told me he's in so much good health, he would actually argue with me if I try to put him down. And because the diet, the special, all the money in, that I put into the food and the supplements and everything for my dogs. And why would I do that if I turn around and decide, I'm just going to beat my dogs just because I feel like it. I just, ooh, that makes me mad. But let it go. Let it go. But that was like the closest I ever got mad at a friend that I was about ready, like, okay. Uh, I sat up and made that, I kept that eye contact going, like, you want to say that again? Because if you did and I was drinking, I'm like, okay, we might have had a little rumble. <laughs> It's, inter it's interesting bringing up these topics, and the reason why I do it is because I'm fascinated with the human mind. I mean, other than, you know, just us being silly and talking about dick and fart jokes, but I'm mainly interested in how people's minds work. Because I've always thought since day one, and I know we all do, I've always thought that I'm different. And I always hated it because I had a different mindset from most people. You know, the way I think, the way I act, my vernacular, how I carry myself as a human being. I just thought I was different. But come to find out, I'm just like everyone else as far as, you know, human emotions and the way we view things. And anger was one of them. And I've been this way for going on, what, 20 years of being this Zen character, this Zen mind. Now, I'm not going to lie. You know, I do have my moments you know of, you know of being hurt or being disappointed and stuff like that just like most of us but the anger aspect really didn't bug me anymore and i thought it was just me you know so am i wrong in saying that anger is just a wasted emotion now i will lean over to miss bradley sarah about this using a star wars reference i only know one thing of you know what what anger leads to hate or hate leads to suffering something like that i'll, I'll turn it over to you on that one Anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, suffering leads to, um, shit, I lost it. Wow, it you forgot a Star Wars reference? I know, hate leads to suffering. I don't think there's anything after no, that. No, and then... okay. no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> Good thing we're talking about anger. Okay. Fear. Is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was trying to miss. Thank you. I can't believe I fucked that up. Oh my god. I am Take my like points deducted from you. <laughs> deducted hardcore. I can't believe. To be fair, I've had a long day. <laughs> Your penance is having to watch Shrek is Love three times in a row. Oh, no, 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 Shrek is Love. So, I am not showing Shrek is Love to anybody. Like, I mean, Adrian knows, because I made, I forced made you watch the Shrek is Love episodes on my own birthday. To be fair, I warned him how bad they were. So back to so back to my original point. <laughs> I got to steer the ship back on course here. Um, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask Sarah, then I'll ask Ashley. Do you think anger is a wasted emotion? It's not a wasted emotion, but it is a waste of energy. And what I mean by that is, 
It's an emotion. We're human. We feel them. You need to feel them, and it's part of being alive. However, it is a waste of energy because if you give in to your, into your anger, then what you're doing is allowing someone else to win. You're allowing something that you can control to control you. It's a waste of energy. I am too old for that shit. I do not have that kind of energy anymore. I ain't, your young, I ain't no young buck. All right, the older I get, and yes, I understand. I am only 33, but I am old, okay? I am an old lady, I am an octogenarian, I am ancient. I don't have the time for that shit. Getting angry just wastes so much energy because you build up that heat in your body, you release that adrenaline, you have that burst of energy and that burst of anger and then afterwards you feel depleted. And then afterwards you feel bad about whatever you did when you were angry, unless you feel completely 1000% justified. But there's a reason why, like say for instance, people who fight, they say not to fight angry because your emotion gets in the way. So like things, you should never make decisions out of anger. You should never go to bed angry. You should never make rash decisions or, or, or do rash things because you're angry. It's a waste of energy. It's too much energy expanded at once. We are all beings of energy. And so if you are expending that much energy at once, then you're left feeling drained because you put so much out there. And really, is the thing that you're angry about or the person that you're angry with really worth you losing that much energy out of yourself? No, it's not. So I'll say it's not a worst waste of time to get angry. I just say it's a waste of energy to act on because we're human. We're meant to feel it. And Ashley, your thoughts on that? I agree. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I do. Uh, with with anger, I feel like it is a necessary emotion. I think all emotions are necessary because why else would they be there? And it's, it's just, again, what I said before, it's what you do with it. It's how you process it. It's one thing to be angry and then you physically hurt other people. You hurt yourself. You damage things that cost so much money that, you know, you paid for it already or you have to pay to fix it or repair it. I mean, there's so much. So it, And then, you know, on top of that, you can say things that can really hurt somebody. And so there, it's so it's okay to feel angry. It's what you do with it. So when I'm angry, you know, I do my best to tell people, hey, I'm not in a good mood. Please let me be. Um, you know, I try to say and do things. I'm like, it's not in a threatening way. It's like, because I'm one of those people where I'm I'm feeling overloaded in emotions. It's I need to be left alone. Because the more you keep talking to me, the more you're asking me things, even about how I'm feeling. I don't like being cornered. So. I try to tell people that. So it's just, I, everyone's responsible how they deal with their anger, making excuses. Oh, well, I only reacted this way because no, 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 own your shit. It's your own problem of how you could not control it. I mean, I'm a hypocrite. I've, you know, I've said things out of anger and immediately after saying like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. That was bad of me to say. But so I own that, you know, it's not like I haven't done those things before. Um, I mean, so like a good thing that is a staple between my husband and I, our entire relationship with each other, even from when we first started dating, we've never cussed at each other in anger. We might say, hell, damn, fuck, but we never cuss at each other. Like, we don't call each other 
he's never called me a swear ever he's never called me a bitch anything like that i've never i call him an ass like like when we're joking and stuff but like when we're like mad at each other we never scream yell at each other cuss at each other i think maybe once twice a year do we get in a bad argument where we might start yelling well it doesn't last it lasts like maybe a minute because then immediately it's like okay we're walking away not doing this um like for the most part we talk about things so but it's gonna happen with couples you're gonna have a bad argument but we don't lash out at each other in anger we don't cuss um never gotten physical and we're more of like okay it's starting to get a little heated i'm gonna walk away uh i used to be bad where i didn't i want to make sure i had the last say in it and i would be the one that's like okay he's trying to walk away and i'm gonna follow and i'm gonna keep continuing this i used to be like that not very good to do and you know i don't do that anymore because i've learned from my mistakes and i've grown as a person and um and that's again it, it just and it kind of dribbles down to my relationships with friends and other people i i grew up in a household of people yelling and screaming and hitting each other and i don't like that so i don't like anger i hate it when someone's angry at me i'm insecure enough so the moment someone's angry at me i feel so bad and i'm willing to do anything to get someone to not be mad at me and my husband being mad at me is the absolute worst like feeling ever like there's so by all means like we just talked about this a little bit ago like angry husband sexy husband but when he angry at me i want to cry so <laughs> it's like it's different like hey i want you to be angry but just not angry at me that's all <laughs> so, so as we continue on uh you know like any topics you had because i shared a topic um ashley said a topic miss bradley do you have a topic for us <laughs> I don't really know. Like, I hadn't thought that clearly. Um, I this is a lot more serious than I was honestly expecting, <laughs> considering last week. It's but well, because those two questions popped in my head at the beginning and it led us down a serious uh, conversation. Because honestly, my topic this week that I was actually considering was talking about our favorite conspiracy theories. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, um, and we can come back around to that. But um, I love that we have been talking about, you know, how emotions affect us um, and how, you know, how we feel in the way that it kind of impacts our lives. Um, but I want to know about other emotions, not just anger. Some people feel that being sad is a waste of energy, a waste of time. Um, I know people who refuse to give in to their sadness, even when I feel it's healthy to be sad sometimes. Or people who refuse to, oh, excuse me, be overly happy because they're afraid that being happy means something bad is going to happen. You know? How do you feel about that? Adrian. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, a, a little little anecdote. Before I had my little one, I had the feelings of a robot because that's how that's how I thought for the longest time I was supposed to be. You know, yes, I would laugh and get angry and stuff like that, but when it came to really true feelings, I didn't know how to express myself. 
and that was one of the major things that I had an issue with in my relationship in the past. And so it all changed when I had my little one. You know, um, after he exited his, um, yeah, I held him up and I told him to open his eyes. He opened his eyes and he looked at me and he proceeded to pee on me. I thought that was really sarcastic. I thought he actually won. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, I got really emotional and I would cry a lot. And I was always taught that that was a sign of weakness, especially being a boy. You know, you know, crying, you were considered a wuss or a weak or a woman or something like that. A generational thing. You know, now it's accepted across the board. But back then, in my, in my 20s, my late 20s, mid-20s, yeah, after I had my little one, I cried like, you know, like a little girl with a skinned knee. And actually, it was pretty therapeutic because I had this this uh, macho facade for so many years I never knew how to tap into my emotions so I think being sad is a good thing you know because it it does the reverse uh, of anger you know you know I me mean, sadness gives you you know empathy towards other people and other situations you know and it also allows you to empty out everything that's inside of you so you can cry for five minutes ten minutes ten hours and when you're done, there is this, there is this, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it. There's this elation, you know, that you have after you're done. Not could be wrong, but, you know, it, you know, it was very therapeutic for me at one point in time. I think the word you were looking for is catharsis. Yes, yes, yes. It's very, very cathartic. Thank you. And Ashford? No. Oh, you know, I mean, listeners don't know. I mean, maybe they do, but you both already know processing, you know, sadness and all those other feelings. Yeah, no, that still remains locked up in a vault. Um, I actually don't process those feelings. I actually don't like to deal with those feelings. Those feelings are sealed shut and I only let it open up by like a smidge, like maybe once, twice a month. And then it goes back into the vault. It goes back into the deep, dark, cold depths. That is my mind, my soul, or whatever you want to call it in there. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I cannot provide the best advice when it comes to dealing with that because I don't deal with it. And actually, uh, one of my coworkers, we kind of talked about this a little bit because she kind of, she's, I, without me saying it, she was, I don't know, we were actually just having this conversation the other day. She's like, Ashley, don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like just the way that you carry yourself and how you act, and how you talk and nothing in a bad way but I just feel like you keep a lot of things tucked away and you don't talk about them and you don't do anything with them and one day you're going to explode and I said oh yeah I will and it's going to be beautiful I might take other people <laughs> with me who knows uh, so and that's a joke maybe who knows um, but I again it's just it's easier said than done uh we've had sarah you and i had a long conversation like a few months ago and so i know i remember what you told me but i choose to remain this way because it's easier and when i lose my mind you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there and and, and now what about what, what, what about yourself and that's what works for you 
Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Adrian? <laughs> no, no. I was asking Sarah her opinion on on the whole sadness thing as well. Um, I feel again that we're human, and the emotions that we have, we're meant to process and we're meant to feel. Um, I feel that um, the listeners, obviously, unless they've listened to my podcast, they don't know my story. Um, but to me, having been through what I've been through in my life, I I feel it is cathartic to cry. I think it is good to feel and process every emotion that you have. Do I like to wallow in sadness or self-pity? Absolutely not. Am I that kind of person? No. Have I ever been that kind of person? Not really. Um, I try not to be. Everyone feels that way sometimes, but like I feel that all emotions are healthy and that it is not very healthy to bottle things up, although I am the type to bottle things up for the sake of others, who, because, you know, maybe there's something going down that I feel other people can't handle if I go through it with them, and I, it's 100% true, because I, I, I'm the mom of the family, essentially, in my family. I am the responsible one in my family. So to me, I have learned to put everyone first and to not take care of myself the way that I should because of having to take care of everyone else around me for so long. So I am kind of a hypocrite in the way that I feel about emotions of it's good to process them. It's, it's good to you know feel them and move through them and everything like that. But at the same time, when it comes to other people, I will always put them before myself, always, every time, without fail. And so for me, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword, like feel your emotions, process them, feel them, it's healthy. But at the same time, I am incredibly guilty of just putting myself aside it, for the sake of others, so. Gotcha, and actually, I do have one more final one before we you know, before we wrap it up a little bit here. <sighs> Ever since I can remember, I guess my pacemaker going off in the background. Um, what I remember, you know, ever since I was young, I never liked being around people, and it's nothing against the actual person itself. I just liked being a loner. And still to this very day, 46 years later, I still like being a loner. And I'm not too sure, you know, how I view that because I'm so comfortable in my own skin. I don't need anyone around me. And once again, as kids, we are raised to, you know, grow up, get married, have children, two picket fence, everything of the sort. But as I go along, and I have been alone for a good portion of my, you know, portion of my life, minus relationships here and there but I enjoy my own company and I love being alone. So my question to you, lovely ladies, is how do you feel about you know being by yourself and enjoying your own company? Now, Ashley, I know you've been married for a couple of years, so I know it's kind of a difficult question to answer, but I'll start with you. What do you think about that? So actually, well, been married. I'll be, we'll be married for eight years in September, but we actually i love being alone and we can be alone together if that makes sense is yeah we both 
deal with work and stress and he goes through so much more stress than I do and and so when we get home we don't want to talk that much you know we might talk for a few minutes but we mostly just want to unwind uh, for like an hour or two if it's on our phones if it's watching the shows it's something it's whatever either one of us needs like we'll sit together you know like he might be watching something on YouTube or playing a game on his phone or watching something on TV and I'm like on TikTok on my phone or we're both watching the show together just whatever but so we don't necessarily have to talk to each other we sometimes again we won't and because we're just processing the day and we just kind of just want to relax and not have to talk about our feelings or about the day again there's some things that we do but for the most part we still want to just process and be be by ourselves and that's fine and so my mom when she stays with me there's so many times that she'll ask me, she's like, are you and Hassan okay? I'm like, yeah, why? Well, like, I just haven't really seen the two of you talk in the last few days. Yeah, because we're relaxing from work. We don't have to talk. I mean, we're just enjoying each other's company. We'll sit together. He'll keep his arm around me or something. Maybe we'll talk after a couple hours when we're eating dinner. But but on the weekend is when we really spend time with each other. We do things together We and all that stuff. But during the week, it's work. Come home. We want to relax. We're overloaded. And my mom is the type of person, okay, the moment I walk in the door, talk, 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 questions after questions, and it's like, I understand that's how she is, and I try not to respond negatively, and I just be patient, but I'm one of those people, it's like, I am social at work, because I'm literally being paid to be social at work. I am paid to smile, and not look at people like they're a dumbass, because they are. So, um, I, I mean... And just the last few years, uh, I've spent a lot of it alone. I don't see a lot of my friends anymore, um, like Jeffrey. But most of it's like with our with our work schedules. But Jeffrey and I used to hang out all the time, at least once, twice a month. Uh, when I'm when we were best friends and I was still living in that part of Orlando, we hung out almost every other day, every day if not. And then I moved to, I moved to Tysville, which was like an hour away from where he is and maybe hang out once a month every two months of anything and now it's like once twice a year but again it's because of our work schedules and then me being you know i don't like to be that social that often anymore so i'm so comfortable being alone that's comfortable because i don't feel obligated i can just enjoy my own space i don't feel like okay i have to go do this i have to do that it's like no if i don't want to do it i'm not gonna fucking do it and you can't guilt trip me it, it just it's not gonna happen so I just know what works for me uh, and again with my husband him and I are very compatible with them because we're not super emotional people we do we do things in action instead of words and it works for us I mean people probably think wow they don't have much of no 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 we we're very compatible we have like well, again we talk we have fun with each other we do a lot of other things it's it's just during the week, not so much because we want to unwind. We want to have our own peace in our own silence and do our own thing, but we do it sitting next to each other. Maybe he's laying on the couch and I'm laying like on the other couch or again, we're on the same. It's just, it's just nice. And I love it. I love that I get to come home and there's someone there with me, but it doesn't have to be talking my ear off at the same time. Ashley, I love that. Um, I feel that 
alone time is sacred, okay? Like, I love the idea of coming home to somebody and it's like, kiss, kiss, hi, love you, whatever, but let's just be quiet and be alone together. I love that idea because I love being alone. Being alone is beautiful. Alone time to me is as important as hygiene. It's as important as sleep. It's as important as food, you know? Like being alone, you need it to recharge. And so the fact that you have someone that you can be alone with is beautiful. Like I love that so much because, and from my point of view, being around other human beings, being around other people, it's exhausting. All that energy, all that pent up stress, all that everything, driving is stressful. Being at work is stressful. Going shopping is stressful, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just for me, one of those things of like, life is stressful. And so if I could just be alone, but with someone that I love, it would be incredible because yes, being alone, some people might think that that's kind of, you know, sad or what have you, you know, some people think that that's lonely, but it's not. It's, it's such a freaking beautiful thing to me that I just can't imagine not being alone. It, it, it's beautiful to me. Yeah, that's something I, uh, again, it's, I feel like I found, um, you know, someone I'm supposed to be with because it just works with me. Like personality. I mean, him and I have a lot of things that we don't have in common, but it works. It, like, kind of opposites attracts. Kind of think about the same time. We both have a sense of humor. We both are jackasses. And, you know, it, it just works. It's just like, it's kind of like a puzzle. Are we shaped the same? No. Like, and that's both physical and personality and emotionally. But our pieces fit. And we balance each other out. He's more realistic. I'm more of a dreamer. Uh, there's a quote from the show um, like what is it called modern family and I remember here watching like I don't watch the show but I was like watching a clip of it and the guy's like you know the dreamers uh, I forgot how it exactly it goes uh, hold on mm, can I look it up really quick I will because I think I'm going to butcher it if I do but I feel like it, it let's see bear with me uh, da -da -da -da. <clears throat> As she's looking, let's let you know the Walker EC experience will be hosted on Fridays while the Root of Ashley is on Tuesdays. Cerberus with Miss Bradley on Thursdays. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, follow us on all the free platforms as we go on. You can also find us on YouTube under Walker AC Experience as well. Still looking? Nope, I found it. As okay, soon as please. you start, as soon as you stole my spotlight, I found it. <laughs> so this is a quote it says there are dreamers and there are realists in this world you think the dreamers would find the dreamers and the realists would find the realists but more often than not the opposite is true see the dreamers need the realists to keep the dreamers from soaring too close to the sun i love that because it's so true a dreamer needs a realist i'm a dreamer a dreamer needs a realist to keep them down to earth 
And a realist needs a dreamer to remind them to stop and smell the rose. Yeah, and then um, and then continues and says, and then without the dreamers, like and for and like for the realists, without the dreamers, they might not ever get off the ground. True. So that's so. Whatever I read that quote years ago, and I just, it's always stuck with me because it, to me it feels like that's where Haz and I are. Is he's more of a realist, I'm more of a dreamer, and it just it just flows nicely. So it just, he's exactly what I need emotionally. Uh, I'm not an emotional person. I don't like processing my feelings. And he doesn't push me. He doesn't like, oh, well, you have to talk about it. You have to do this because I am your husband and you must do this because how else are you going to do it and get better and blah, blah, blah. And I don't like that. I, I don't like, because to me, even I understand people's intention. They're trying to help me. They're not trying to put to me, it feels like pressure. And I don't like that and so he doesn't do that with me it's just he doesn't like he if he knows i'm upset and i'm crying he doesn't come out and say what are you crying about what's wrong talk to me he will just if anything he'll sit next to me and he'll put his hand on me or he'll hug me while i'm crying he knows i will talk about when i when it, like either right then and there or when i want to he doesn't push me he just he just knows like okay She's very upset. I am concerned about her. I'm worried, but I know she'll tell me. And usually I'll tell him right away. Sometimes it might be like a later on a day or a couple days, but he knows I will tell him, but I just, I have to do it when I'm ready. Fair enough. And that's, and that's definitely pretty, that's pretty a, a rare thing to have. So, you know, I'm very happy for you at one point, envious for you the next, and glad that somebody scooped you up the next. So that's always a beautiful thing. As the show comes to a close, any final words, Miss Bradley? No, just we've had a lot to think about today. Although I do want to revisit the whole idea of conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, next show, because I actually really want to talk about that. And then we, I end up having those questions in my head for some reason. I'm like, well, I want to know the answer right now. 100% next show, let's do it. So hopefully so, because I know the next show that we'll do with Jeffrey uh, and Sarah, if you're on the podcast or not, that, that's going to be great. And, but I, the idea is like, I feel like he's a little overwhelmed, but it's basically we're going to talk about the unrealistic standards of superheroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am down for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I do have a request, Ashley. Now, you mm -hmm. want to talk about conspiracy theories, so why don't you give us a little sample of what to expect next week? Uh, if you've seen the show Ancient Aliens, then there you go. Um, <laughs> everything, everything is a lie. We're in the Matrix. Um, I don't, okay, look, I don't want to give it away, but I mean, it's just, now, not all conspiracy theories, when I talk about conspiracy theories, it's not necessarily about every, all the ones I believe in. I can talk about the ones I believe in, but it's mostly, and like, by all means, feel free to like, go on this at one, the next episode. If you want to pull up and like bookmark your own articles or your own references that you want to talk about, uh, like by all means, because I plan on doing that myself, I actually already had a few put aside, but it's more of talking about my favorite ones. It's either how completely stupid they are, or it's that I don't believe in it, but holy shit, it would, it kind of would make sense. Like, again, not in a way that I believe it, but it's like, I'm generally impressed by all the theories and the thoughts and stuff that went into this. 
you know, like how the world, the world is flat, that, um, you know, it's a, it's a pop, that's a pop of what everyone knows about. The world is actually flat. And that's why, you know, you're not allowed to go near Antarctica and other parts of the oceans. It's like you immediately get stopped by, you know, these big, huge warships and, and whatever, because you're getting close to the edge and they don't want you to know. And so I don't believe that the world is flat, but it's when you hear things like that, it makes you think like, huh, no one actually gets to go to Antarctica. Well, yeah, because it's fucking cold. And other reasons. But it's like, hmm. That would be actually, I don't believe it, but that would be really cool if that was true. And that's why you're like certain places George is not allowed to travel to. And you're like, but we're in the middle of the ocean. Why can't we go further? You just can't. Go fuck yourself. That's why. Um, so, it's, so it's just that. It can be conspiracy theories that you truly believe. It can be ones that are just completely stupid and you just don't know how people even thought about it. Or it's just your favorite ones, whether you believe them or not. It's just, it just, there's no, there's no um, itinerary to it. It's just conspiracy theories. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm down. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do have a few myself. I will contribute. So next week we'll definitely talk about that. That'll be a very, very interesting, thought-provoking show. So, as everything comes to a close, where can people find you, Ms. Bradley? Well, I have my own show here on the Walker AC Experience. I am also on Twitter at Cerberus Magic. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the uh, TikTok thing, um, but I'm also here on Discord as well, um, Cerberus Magic. And of course, we do this every single week. Ashford, where can people find you or don't find you? Instagram, Majestic Nerd Lady. That's it. I don't do the Twitters. I think it's too confusing and it's too stupid. And the whole Elon Musk thing, I'm not like, I don't under, I don't get it. I just know it's funny and that's it. But I've never, I've had Twitter, but I've never used it longer than two days. So, so yeah, um, just Majestic Nerd Lady, Instagrams. I have other social medias, but it's none of your business. And that's what I expected. And of course, you can find the Walker AC Experience on podbean.com, walkerac76.podbean.com. I'm going to change that soon because this is not all about me. So, and you can find me, speaking of me, see what I did there? And speaking about me, find me on Twitter at walkeracexperience76. If you can't find me on Twitter, I probably blocked you. So we thank everyone for doing the root of all Ashley. <sighs> and it's about that time. So Ashley, the floor is all yours. I'm stepping away now, muting my microphone. It, it, it's all yours. But, but I have an important question, Adrian. <laughs> you can ask Miss Bradley the question. I'll step away now. No, oh no, you come back here, mister. Come back here. Okay, what? Alright, what came before the Big Bang? What? The Big Foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>